0: If you go back and listen to episode one of the single series, you will realize very quickly that I have changed the topic of this third episode and for good reason. I know some of you are here because you're single yourself, and this is finally a podcast series that makes you feel seen and heard. Some of you are here not single at all, and you're like, I just want the juicy deets on the dating story that you are going to tell that you've never told before. And then some of you are here because you've just followed me for a really long time. You've seen my story, you've seen the ups, you've seen the downs. And I want to bring a different element to this podcast episode to where we have a little bit more of a real conversation. We create a little bit of humor around these things because if you're somebody that was single or is single, I guarantee you that you've experienced some of these and you're probably going to eye roll and cringe just as much as I am. But I want to talk about five things that you should never say to a single woman in her late 20s, in her 30s, and in her 40s. Because even though you think that we've progressed a little bit from thinking women have to get married young and have kids young, you'd actually be surprised how much of us are still stuck in that mindset. And it's really discouraging for the women that are in their 30s and 40s or late 20s and they're single, maybe they're happy with their decision, maybe they're unhappy with their decision. Saying things that knock them down, even though they might feel encouraging, can be really, really discouraging. And honestly, like sometimes we're one sneeze away from an ugly cry and it's that comment right there that could really, really break us. So in general, I just want to talk about how we can support women so much better and not come across so judgmental to women that are living their life, to women that are living life on their terms and doing things different and choosing to do things different and find themselves and living different life than they thought they would live, living on a different timeline than you? Why can't both exist? Why can't both be okay? What's so crazy is that the younger generation, it's becoming more and more common to be single in your 30s and in your 40s. One in four by the age of 50 will actually have never been married. And that's like a wild statistic because if you look at like our parents' generation and how they grew up, it you were an outcast if you hadn't been married for the first time by you the time you were 50 you something was wrong with you like what is wrong with you you must be crazy something must be going on because it was just unheard of but what i want to do is take a step back and realize my single girls there are benefits to being single too whether you're single by choice whether you're single by situation maybe you just got your heart broke came out of a divorce maybe you're just wanting to better your relationship with yourself there are benefits to it single people usually experience more personal growth than those who are married. And there have been studies around this, not just me saying this. I mean, I personally believe that because I experienced more growth in the two and a half years than I was single than I ever have my entire life. I finally figured out who I was, who I want to be, how I want to show up in life. And I was never given that opportunity before because I was so focused on somebody else making me happy and on making somebody else happy and so focused on who I was told I should be my whole life, even though I felt that felt so far away from the truth because I I wasn't that person I was told I should be. I was just acting and putting on a good face, which, as you know, causes a lot of anxiety and stress and depression and bad decisions that aren't meant for you. But studies are actually showing that being self-partnered, so being partnered with yourself is a better option than being unhappily coupled up. And I know a lot of us are in situations that maybe we can't get out of unhappy marriages, maybe there's kids involved, finances, whatever reason, what I want to do in this series is not make you feel guilty about that, but understand that there is an element of self-exploration and personal growth that you can have whether you are single or not. Um, But let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about the things that you should not say to your single friends, or even if they're not friends, single women in their late 20s, 30s, and 40s. Number one is why haven't you met anyone yet? Oh, I don't know. Like, come on. You're really going to make somebody try and answer that question like as if something's wrong with them, as if they have like alien tentacles or like secretly worship the devil or like there's nothing wrong with them because they haven't met anyone yet. It's like you're expecting a revelation. And I remember people asking me this, like, haven't you met anyone in Denver yet? And it was like, honestly, I'm actually not focused on that at all in any way. I'm not focused or obsessing on meeting someone. I think when you're not single, when you have a single friend, you think it's like their life's choice to find someone and to understand why they haven't met anyone yet. But also like some of us aren't in a rush to hunker down and get married. Like I know I wasn't. When I was here, my goal was to find myself. And whether it is your goal to meet somebody or not, asking somebody that like really makes no sense at all. So just stay away from that question. Like a better question is like, how are you? How are you doing? What's lighting you up in life? Like, are you are you making connections in a new city? Like, tell me about like your friends, tell me about your experiences, but why haven't you met anyone yet makes it feel like something's wrong with you. And trust me, we're women. We're overly critical of ourselves already. We don't need anyone making us feel like something is wrong with us because if they have been trying to meet someone and they haven't met them yet, you just made them feel like even more of an outcast when they're probably already questioning themselves. So number one, come up with a more supportive question to lift them up instead of bring them down. Number two is, I know the perfect guy for you no, you don't. (laughs) No, I promise you, you don't. And some of you may have been set up with your friends and if that like your friend's friends and that happened, amazing, good for you. That was not my case. So I was told this is the one date I went on in Denver. Well, one of two dates. Keep in mind, I never got on a dating app. It never aligned with me, but meeting new people in a city and saying you're single, everyone knows somebody for you. Everyone knows the perfect guy that would just be the best thing for you. That was not the case in my scenario. After I was set up on this date, I genuinely questioned my friendships because it was so shocking and we just had nothing in common at all. So I will tell you about this date and then we'll go back to why you shouldn't always be trying to set your single friends up. So I went on this date. a sushi restaurant was one of my friends here. She's like, he's the perfect guy. He's in town, not here from Denver, came into town and just to meet me for this weekend. So we went out on a date and again, not, I won't judge a book by its cover by any means at all. However, I don't Think I own a pair of jeans that was nearly as tight as this man's jeans. And I genuinely don't know how he squeezed himself in them. Like they were the tightest whitest skinny jeans I've ever seen in my life. And, and he was wearing ankle booties, like kind of heeled booties. And it's just not my style. If it's your style, that's okay. Jam out. But I feel like anybody that knows me, like just knows that probably wouldn't be my style. Um, But that wasn't even the kicker, okay? Because look, I you can be wearing whatever you want, whatever makes you comfortable, whatever lights you up. I still want to get to know who you are as a person and as a human. However, we went to a sushi restaurant and he brought his own meal prep to a sushi restaurant. We're talking chicken, broccoli, and brown rice as I was shoveling my face with sushi, And for me, it's like, okay, if you know who I am as a human and you know how I feel about nutrition and health and flexibility, fun, joy, excitement, all the different things, this is so far from where I'm at. And granted, I give this guy credit because that takes a lot of work to be that committed to a sport. He had a photo shoot coming up. Again, a lot of things that probably just aren't my type of guy to date. Doesn't mean I don't like you as a human. Doesn't mean you're a bad person but if you show up to a sushi restaurant to take me out on a date and you bring your own meal prep and you're really tough to have a conversation with like that is not a perfect match that was the one and only blind date i went on and i refused to go on any more because i had a little bit of ptsd from it um because it was like there was a lot of awkward conversations and things that happened and i just don't i don't handle those well so just Think twice before you feel like you need to always be setting your single friends up. One, sometimes they don't want to be set up. Another thing is I didn't, I wasn't wanting to go out on a date at all in any way. So he probably felt that from me too. I'm not sure that I fully showed up as my best self on that date because I just didn't want to be there. I felt pressure that I had to. Um, and I also felt like my friends would have my book a little bit more (laughs) than they did, but single doesn't automatically equal desperate. So know that about your friends, like ask them if they're open to being set up. Maybe talk with them about the guy, let them get to know it, let them see a picture. Like this was a true blind date for me and it was not at all what I was thinking it would be. So number three is you need to be less picky. And this is something that I hear a lot when it comes to single women is we think that women that haven't found somebody are too picky. Don't get me wrong. There are some women out there that have their lists and their perfect things and everything that they need in order to meet a guy. And if he doesn't meet one standard, boom, he's off the list. That is so far from where I'm at as a human. Um, In any way, honestly, if you would have asked me my type and for the women that did ask me my type, I didn't have one. Honestly, I connect with real, genuine, down-to-earth humans. And before I find someone attractive obviously there are guys out there where I'm like, okay, he's super attractive. But before I find someone truly attractive, I have to get to know them. I have to get, they know who they are because if you are ugly on the inside, mm -mm, you are not for me. It is not my thing. But I remember, and I've shared this on this podcast before, that before I left from Michigan to Detroit, before I left from Detroit to Denver, I always screw that up my, I went out to coffee with one of my best friends and she's probably going to be like, Katie, will you stop sharing this on the podcast? Like, I'm sorry for saying it. Cause she knows I always share this story, but she said, don't you just want to get on a dating app and meet someone and have kids. And it was almost assuming like, aren't you just ready to settle? Aren't you just ready to be less picky? Aren't you just ready to say that you have a guy and have kids? Cause it's what you're supposed to be doing in life. It's like this idea that we need to drop our standards to meet someone. You know, like I'm not here to throw myself at any and every guy, like waiting for this spark. That's not who I am as a human. And also understand that some of us are in phases where we're not being picky, we're just really getting to know ourselves. Like I think it's better to be maybe a little bit like selfish and single than be in a subpar partnership, be in something that where I'm really unhappy because I had that option. And it's not that I, you know, he wasn't a great person who I was married to, but I settled because we weren't right for each other. I went the option where I was less picky, where I didn't protect myself as much and it didn't turn out. So like with 45% of marriages ending in divorce, I was part of that percentage. I think women should be a little bit more picky. And I'm not even sure that picky is the right word. I think we need to be protective of our energy. We're giving our energy to so many friends saying they wanna hook us up, dating apps. It's like, we have all these high highs to low lows and these little bit of excitement. And it's like, what if we were just protective over picky, protective of our energy, of our happiness, protective of our growth, of what knocks us down? I think we should be way more protective of that. And I think if we are, we're way more likely to meet our partners when we're doing that. Okay. Number four is, have you tried that online dating? I had friends that told me that they were going to create online dating profiles for me. There were bets going that, like I literally had friends that were like, if you have not met someone by this date, we are going to create an online profile for you. And trust me, most of the women that are single and listening to this or your single friends have tried the online dating. They don't need a new app suggestion. They don't need you to tell them anything, right? They have tried it. They have been through it all. They've been through the swipe wheel. They've been in the trenches and back. Like, thank you for the pro tip, but they've been there. For me, I feel like I was actually one of the few that chose not to go there, but why do we have to paint this picture for women that they have to be on an app to meet someone? Again, I'm not against dating, but the amount of conversations I've had with women that are like, I want to meet someone like you did. I want to meet someone in a really, really authentic way. Then call your shot. If getting on these dating apps isn't working for you, if it isn't aligning for you, If you are like, if I have to swipe one more time, it's going to make me nauseous. Get off of them. Focus on you. Focus on having fun in your life. Create experiences for yourself. Put yourself in places and in rooms and in my case, coffee shops that you would have never been in before. Be open to it. Trust me, if your energy is closed off, people can feel that your energy is closed off. The first year I was in Denver, I had the most closed off energy you could imagine. And when I started to open it and when I started to call my shot is when I met Max. Yes, they've tried the online dating thing, but what if you ask them, do you want to meet someone online? How do you want to meet someone, right? What if you took your single friend and did something with her? Did something that was fun, that got both of you out of your comfort zone, that got both of you in different rooms, right? That's what we're craving. We're craving experiences. We're craving not being lonely, not being by ourselves. We're craving connection with people, whether that's with our partner or not. So instead of suggesting a new online dating app, why don't you suggest an experience or a connection with them? Why don't you ask them? how they want to meet someone. Why don't you help them build their new story of what feels really fun and exciting for their life? Help them call their shot. Encourage them that like it can happen, right? Especially if they're stuck in the muck. If they're in a funk right now, like telling them to go on a different dating app is not helpful at all in any way. Last one is the clock is ticking. And this one creates a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety for women and I think we're less likely to say that as women in our 30s than we are to um hear our parents generation or older say that. These are things that parents, grandparents say to us. Um we're aware. We know the clock is ticking and if we want to have kids, we are vigilantly vigilantly aware. Of age related fertility. Trust me, we are. We don't need you to tell us that at all. And it's the least helpful thing. Just drop this conversation, period. No women need to know the clock is ticking for marriage, for dating, for kids. They are ultra aware of it inside of their hearts. It does create stress and anxiety. And for a lot of women, it creates a hell of a lot of sadness that you are adding to when you're saying that comment that's wildly inappropriate, right? Help them enjoy their life now. Help them enjoy their freedom. Help them create experiences. I know I did an episode that wasn't part of this series and I did it while I was single And it was literally a letter to my single ladies because we do a lot on our own. And I know I'm not discounting anyone that is married, that has kids and a family, like you do a lot on your own too. But when I remember when I was single, I was like, I would give anything to have somebody help me put a duvet cover on. I would give anything to have somebody throw in a load of laundry. It was every meal, every meal prep, every grocery shop, every laundry, everything's on you. And there are days, you know, for us that have partners, there are days where we can say to our partner, like, I have nothing left to give. And they're able to make up for that, right? They're able to make it up for the percentage that you don't have left to give. And single women, we don't have that. We don't have that opportunity. And for me, especially, I was living in a city where I didn't have a lot of close friends nearby. And when I lived in Michigan and had my close friends nearby, they all had families and kids and they had moved on with their life. And I didn't really have anybody that I could go to, to be like, can somebody help me with just one thing, right? Financially, emotionally, everything, the tasks are on our own. So our single women, your single friends, family members, sisters, They need support. They need fun. They need enjoyment, connection in their life. Breed conversations and encouragement that help them instead of take away from them, instead of put them down, instead of make them feel like something is wrong. Because if you're listening to this and you're single in your late 20s, your 30s, your 40s, maybe you're not single. And some of these things have been said to you. And life is just not on the timeline that you thought. I want you to know that nothing is wrong with you. And the quicker you can realize nothing is wrong with you and everything is right and perfect about where you are right now, And this is your life story playing out. And this next season for you is going to be more amazing than you could even imagine if you drop the shame and the guilt and the woe is me and the life doesn't look how I thought. So I'm not going to do anything mindset because you're holding yourself back from what's actually meant for you in life. And the more you can lean into that the more growth that's gonna come for it and you're gonna open up the doors for things that you didn't even think were possible. Being single right now, girl, that is your superpower. And I want you to lean into it. And I also want you to send this to your single friends because they need to hear it. They need to hear the love and encouragement. And I'm so glad that you joined me here, closing out this series for an episode that had a little humor, a little bit of seriousness, but a lot of women feeling seen and heard.